It started on February 1st. The military ousted elected officials, deposed the president, and declared the election results invalid. That was just the beginning. As protests increased, so did the violence. Myanmar is a dangerous place to live right now. The coup d'etat that began February in Myanmar is ongoing. The military has taken over and declared a state of emergency, invalidating the presidential election and plunging the country into chaos. Dissenters are met with violence, bullets and bombs. As I record this, over 300 have already been put to death for protesting. One of my team members knows Christian missionaries in Myanmar. They're literally dodging bullets and hiding in the jungle to minister to orphans. It's a scary place to be as a Christian. Let's pray for Myanmar and for Christ's people there. We can't be with them, but thankfully he is. Welcome to Haven Today. I'm Charles Morris sharing the great story that's all about Jesus. And on this Good Friday, we're wrapping up a series called The Journey to the Cross. Without the cross, there would be no need for the empty tomb. Likewise, without the empty tomb, there would be no need for the cross. Both were part of God's plan in finally bringing the resurrection to life, the resurrection of Jesus, the resurrection of every believer of all time, B.C. and A.D. This was God's plan to save humanity from our sins and set us free. As we're in this special weekend, the weekend that changed the world, let me share what the cross was not. It was a Victorian English poet who wrote the hymn, There is a green hill far away, without a city wall, where the dear Lord was crucified, who died to save us all. Now, Cecil Francis Alexander had it part right. We know from Scripture the crucifixion took place outside the city walls of then Jerusalem. Only Rome could crucify. But we need to get out of our minds that green hill far away. That is not how a crucifixion worked. It was not dripping poetry. It was ugly and dark and cruel. For Rome, it wasn't just punishment. It was a warning to others. Keep in step. Don't cross the line. Obey Caesar, or you too will end up the same way. It was a violent world back in the first century, and the cross was the epitome of how violent it could get. Experts who have studied crucifixions have concluded it was the harshest capital punishment ever contrived. At least the guillotine is quicker, and Rome didn't crucify on a green hill far away. They crucified near the people by major roadsides. They wanted the blood, the bodily fluids draining out, the dying process to be on full display. It wasn't just punishment for the convicted. It was punishment for the general public. We're going to talk more about the crucifixion and resurrection of Jesus Christ in just a moment. But first, I want you to hear a song that captures the moment just after the death of Jesus so well. It's by Andrew Peterson, and it's called God Rested. So they took his body down The man who said he was the resurrection and the life was lifeless on the ground now The sky was red as blood along the blade of night 
Sabbath fell, they shrouded him in linen. They dressed him like a wound. The rich man and the women, they laid him in the tomb. Six days shall you labor. The seventh is the Lord's, and six He made the earth and all the heavens, but He rested on the seventh. God rested. He said that it was finished, and the seventh day He blessed it. God rested. Another powerful song from our friend Andrew Peterson found on his deluxe version of Resurrection Letters, Volume 1 and the Prologue. We have this Easter album that you will want to listen to year-round for your gift to Haven Today. I'm Charles Morris. I also want to remind you about another way you can support our Christ-centered ministry. We have for your gift the DVD called Risen. This feature film is historical fiction, like Ben-Hur, that's set during the time of Christ's death and resurrection. In many ways, it's like a first-century detective story, following a skeptical Roman soldier searching for clues to discover what really happened to Jesus. 
It is entertaining, but it'll cause your heart to rejoice that Christ is truly risen indeed. So, after the program, make your gift to the ministry by calling us at 800-654-2836, 800-65-HAVEN, or visit us at haventoday.org, where you can watch some excerpts from the movie. Our website, once again, is haventoday.org. From Scripture, we know Jesus was mocked. From history, we know he was probably spat upon. We don't know for sure where Golgotha was, but we have a hunch Jesus was killed in a very public place, possibly alongside the highway from Jerusalem to Jericho. Jesus came the first time in the name of peace, but leading up to the Resurrection Sunday, there was no peace. The week had started out looking fine, Palm Sunday. But every day it grew darker, culminating in that last supper in the upper room. It was the beginning of something new, communion, the last supper. It was the meal where Judas was revealed as the betrayer, all at a Seder, a Passover meal. Then singing a psalm, remembering their coming for him and after his betrayal by Judas, there in the Garden of Eden on the Mount of Olives, Jesus prayed, but his disciples were having trouble staying awake. And then came the arrest in Luke 22. I'll start with verse 47. While he was still speaking, a crowd came up, and the man who was called Judas, one of the twelve, was leading them. He approached Jesus to kiss him. But Jesus asked him, Judas, are you betraying the Son of Man with a kiss? When Jesus' followers saw what was going to happen, they said, Lord, should we strike with our swords? And one of them struck the servant of the high priest, cutting off his right ear. But Jesus answered, No more of this. And he touched the man's ear and healed him. Luke twenty-two, forty-seven to 51 We know from John's gospel, the disciple who drew his sword, ready to fight to save his Lord, cutting off the ear of Malchus, was none other than Simon Peter. This was not the time for Jesus and his group to fight. He was on a journey to the cross. Verse 52. Then Jesus said to the chief priests, the officers of the temple guard and the elders who had come for him, Am I leading a rebellion that you have come with swords and clubs? Every day I was with you in the temple courts, and you did not lay a hand on me. But this is your hour when darkness reigns. And if you're reading Luke's gospel, as I was yesterday, the scene changes, and the next scene takes place not far from John's mother's house, the upper room. It was the house of the chief priest, where in the courtyard the rooster crowed, and Peter was horrified that the prophecy had come true. He had denied his Lord three times. Jesus had been on the inside, in the bowels of the chief priest's basement, the first of multiple tortures before finally making his way to the cross. Just as Peter wept over his sin after the cock crowed, Jesus was led out of the house into that same courtyard. It was then that their eyes locked onto each other. The Lord turned, we're told, and looked straight at Peter. And we're told in Luke that Peter went away and wept bitterly. He, like Judas, had betrayed the Messiah. Jesus was led away to the other side of the city to be tortured again and meet up with Pilate and Herod, and then, of course, the trial. We all know what happened after that. Luke 23 contains the record of the cross. But before that, picture yourself there, by his side, 
before I read from the text. Jesus writer Fanny Crosby was able to see and help us see right now the scripture come alive. The words of the hymn were sung by the Haven Quartet near the cross. And verse 26 in Luke picks up her account. As the soldiers led him away, they seized Simon from Cyrene, who was on his way in from the country, and put the cross on him and made him carry it behind Jesus. A large number of people followed him, including women who mourned and wailed for him. Jesus turned and said to them, Daughters of Jerusalem, do not weep for me. Weep for yourselves and for your children. For the time will come when you will say, Blessed are the childless women, the wombs that never bore, and the breasts that never nursed. And then they say to the mountains, Fall on us, and to the hills, cover us. For if people do these things when the tree is green, what will happen when it is dry? Two other men, both criminals, were also led out with him to be executed. When they came to the place called the Skull, Golgotha, they crucified him, along with the criminals, one on his right, the other on his left. Jesus said, Father, forgive them, for they do not know what they are doing. And they divided up his clothes by casting lots. The people stood watching. And the rulers even sneered at him. They said he saved others. Let him save himself if he is God's Messiah, the chosen one. The soldiers also came and mocked him. They offered him wine, vinegar, and said, If you are the king of the Jews, save yourself. There was a written notice above him, which read, This is the king of the Jews. One of the criminals who hung there hurled insults at him. Aren't you the Messiah? Save yourself and us. But the other criminal rebuked him. 
Don't you fear God, he said, since you are under the same sentence? We are punished justly, for we are getting what our deeds deserve. But this man has done nothing wrong. And then he said, Jesus, remember me when you come into your kingdom. And Jesus answered him, Truly I tell you, today you will be with me in paradise. Jesus had made it all the way to the place where he was sent from heaven. Verse 44, It was about noon, and darkness came over the whole land until three in the afternoon, for the sun stopped shining, and the curtain of the temple was torn in two. Jesus called out with a loud voice, Father, into your hands I commit my spirit. And when he had said this, he breathed his last. The centurion, seeing what had happened, praised God and said, Surely this was a righteous man. When all the people who had gathered to witness this sight saw what took place, they beat their breasts and went away. But all those who knew him, including the women who had followed him from Galilee, stood at a distance, watching these things. The journey to the cross was complete, but it wasn't over. There was a foretaste of what was coming on Easter Sunday. Just as Lazarus was raised from the dead just days before, and Jesus foretold, I am the resurrection and the life, there were other foretellings the moment he died. Matthew gives us these foretellings in chapter 27. Judas had already gone out and hung himself for what he had done. Verse 50, And when Jesus had cried out again in a loud voice, he gave up his spirit. And this is significant, as I read from Matthew, and it was also in Luke, at that moment, the curtain of the temple, the curtain leading into the Holy of Holies, was torn in two, not from bottom to top, but as only God could have done it, from top to bottom. The earth shook, the rocks split, and the tombs broke open. The bodies of many holy people who had died were raised to life. They came out of the tombs after Jesus' resurrection and went into the holy city and appeared to many people. The signs were many that the resurrection was coming. But the greatest sign of all was Sunday morning when the Messiah was raised to new life, to lead his people into new life with a resurrected body like we will receive on a day to come. Christ had risen indeed.
die again. I know that death no longer has dominion over him. So my heart beats with the rhythm of the saints as I look for the seeds the king has sown to burst up from their graves. dispute the truth of the resurrection, but our Savior lives. And the song we just heard reminds us that there was a very real moment when Jesus' heart stopped beating, his body rested, and then his heart started beating once again on Easter Sunday, a song of worship reminding us of the risen Christ from Andrew Peterson and his Resurrection Letters 1 album. We still have this album for your gift to the ministry here at Haven Today. And I'm Charles Morris. And just before we go, I wanted to remind you of the recent film, Risen. It's one of the best faith-building movies I've come across in a long time. And it was made in the tradition of Ben-Hur, telling a heart-touching story built around the biblical text of Christ's resurrection. But rather than seeing this historical event from the disciples' point of view— You watch the story unfold from someone on the outside, a Roman soldier who was searching for the truth regarding the resurrection. Do not follow or wander. Persecute no one on my behalf. I have seen two things which cannot reconcile. A man dead without question. And that same man alive again. I pursue him, the Nazarene, to ferret the truth. Clavius Aquila Valerius Niger. His seal, sir. How could he follow that Hebrew? Perhaps it's true. Risen. I've never seen anything like it. Little does the Roman's officer who's searching for the body of Christ realize how his investigation would change his life forever. I believe this film will capture your imagination and encourage your own walk with the risen Jesus. So would you get in touch with us right now? We ask for you to make your gift to the ministry, but also ask for your copy of The Risen DVD. And the number you can call this Easter weekend is 800-654-2836. That's 800-65-HAVEN. Or visit us and watch some excerpts from the movie Risen at haventoday.org. Once again, Our website is haventoday.org. I'm Charles Morris. Christ is risen indeed. Won't you come back again with me next time? 
when again we get to share together the great story of the risen Christ. We'll do it together here on Haven Today. Here for your encouragement and your walk with Jesus, I'm Charles Morris with Haven Ministries, inviting you to anchor your day in God's Word. Sorrow is one of the most powerful emotions we can feel. It tempts us to believe that God has abandoned us, but that's not true. Jesus' prayer life proves that to us. He offered up prayers with loud cries and tears to the one who could save him from death. Christ wasn't spared the pain of sorrow. He felt anguish when he saw people suffering from illness. He cried out when friends died. He wept over Jerusalem, but he brought it all to his Father in prayer. In your sorrows, don't think that God is not with you. He's with you through Jesus, the man of sorrows, and he teaches us to lift those sorrows to him in reverent prayer. Spend more time with Jesus with Anchor Devotional. Visit getanchor.com.